what is up, hello, and welcome in to another edition of Downey and Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast right here on SB Nation. I am the Downey half of this dynamic duo. I am Trey Downey, and with me every single week to talk the latest and greatest on your Tampa Bay Buccaneers and everything else going around in the entire NFL. It's OBJ. Oh, not yet. No OBJ yet. I'm sorry, my bad. I thought it was are we talking? Are, ta- <laughs> are we talking? Are we talking OBJ? Are we talking Aaron Rodgers? What are we no, doing? I no, thought no. OBJ was in town. I thought you were doing a podcast with OBJ to announce that he signed with the Buccaneers. All right, I'm not that crazy. Uh, that's that's Lynn Martez. Yeah, but not that crazy. That is uh, Lynn Martez's voice you hear. We'll actually uh, possibly get into that on the uh, back half of today's episode. But uh, Lynn, how are you doing uh, this wonderful Friday afternoon? I'm doing well, man. It's Friday. I climbed and banged twice already and uh, grabbed some good lunch, man. Got, got me some, got me some chicken, chicken. Some rice and beans. I'm good, man. I'm really good. Actually, you know, bye week this week, so I'm ready to watch some some uh, some other football. <laughs> Was getting ready to watch Mahomes and Rogers until uh, somebody said he was what immunized, but uh, immunized. Yeah, yeah. but but uh, that uh, he caught COVID even if he was immunized. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so, I mean, you know, he got, <laughs> he got the slate this week. He got the week nine NFL slate. And, uh, the Bucks so pretty off. interesting one, I think. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you did take some of the, you did take some of the, you know, some of the helium out of the balloon when, uh, when we found out that Jordan Love is going to be the starting quarterback for the Packers. When, I mean, does uh, that make that more of a more of an interesting? It does. Game, Come on, man, stop it. I mean, it, it it's cool. It's competitive cool. or not, and not interesting. Competitive. It, no, I'll change the it, word to competitive. No, it it just, just makes you. It just makes you think in, in regards to okay, here's Jordan Love's opportunity to be starting quarterback in the NFL and, and what the future may hold. But it's still one game. I mean, even last night we're doing this on Friday afternoon. Even last night, Thursday night football. You know, it was supposed to be the Mike White show. Mike White didn't last this first half. He got hurt, you know? So, I mean, that's and how it, that I, you know what, that that's great for Mike White because he's going to have that one performance to bank on and he is going to have, that's going to, that's going to get him time in the league just because he had that performance against the Bengals. And then you never got to see the rest of Mike White because he got hurt early on. That, that is earning that Mike is, White money. That is certainly one. That is certainly one, one take you could have. The other take you could have is the fact that this dude was a backup and had one, one game that uh, he played well in with all the years that he played in the NFL. But yeah, he'll probably make some cheese off of it because if he doesn't start another game and, uh, he's lucky enough to not play against the Buffalo Bills when the Jets play the Bills next. But I mean, you talk about the slate this week. Yeah, I mean, like I said, just in regards to Jordan Love, you get to see if he's, you know, what if he's the 2022 quarterback for the Green Bay Packers and what happens to Aaron Rodgers once he becomes eligible to play football again after going through the shenanigans that went on this week in regards to oh yeah uh, yeah i'm immunized i'm immunized yeah sure sure 
Are you are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm immunized. That like there's two different words there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you if you grab your phone, if you grab your phone right now, Trey Downey, and Google. Let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna if do it. If you grab your phone right phone now right here. and Google vaccinated, you know what one of the synonyms is not immunized because <laughs> it's not the same word. Oh. Right. Here we go. Let's see what's the, what's the de- what's the definition? Of we don't want the definition. You want to know if what okay, synonyms here we go. are vaccinated synonyms here we go what you got i'm pulling it up right now come on Inocul- uh, i hate to tell you when immunize is there yeah really it's there. okay it's there well <laughs> well 2021 covid says it ain't the same thing it ain't the same thing you did some holistic stuff dude Come on, man. Uh-huh. He went to some, you, you he went to some I, homeopaths. I mean, if you yeah, listen, yeah, I mean, you and I, if you listen to his appearance on the Pat McAfee show today, once he got COVID, instead of in, in, uh, consulting other doctors, he called up his but his new great personal friend Joe Rogan, and that's how he got his treatments. I mean, that's Aaron fine. Rogers is Aaron no, that's Rogers. fine. That's that, that's fine in regards to that because he's not the only one. He's he's not the only one that's that's taken that path. You want mm-hmm. to take that path, take that path, whatever it is, mm-hmm. to get yourself healthy. Uh, but when it came time, you Don't and mislead I, people. you and I sat down, and whether you got Johnson and Johnson mm-hmm. one time, or whether you went with Pfizer and Moderna, you got two pokes. But we got pokes. That's what we got. So, and we knew that we were vaccinated. That's, I mean, that's how you. That's how. That's how it is. Like either you did one of those three things to be vaccinated. And he knew this the whole time. I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Huge one. I even like his off the field personality. Mm-hmm. The whole relaxed thing years ago, I, I was into it. The fact that he was hosting Jeopardy, the, the commercial State Farm, I'm all in. But dude, I mean, this week, come on, come on. It's yeah, a bad, don't... it's a bad look, man. A bad look. And I pull, like I said, I pull for him in regards to being successful. I mean, we look at, we look at the, the Cardinals Packers game and the fact that he was able to lead that football team without three top receivers on a short week. And they won against an undefeated team. And you look at Rogers' numbers throughout the year. He's winning and he's got like one 300 yard game, but yet he's still playing solid, efficient football. And granted, it's because of the running game, because of the two backs they have in Dylan and uh, Aaron Jones, but it's also because of him. Because I mean, that dude never puts the ball in danger. And if you For win sure. the turn, and you, when you win the turnover ratio in the NFL, I mean, you're playing 17 games. If you can win it 12 out of those 17 games, guess what you're going to do? Win a lot of football games, and he and that's the reason why he, he is on a team that's seven and one. But the again, beyond that, man, this whole thing this this past week, I mean, it's a bad look, dude. And like I said, I'm a big fan, 
I will say this on his, I did watch a good portion of what Aaron Rodgers uh, said to Pat McAfee. And he did say the entire, it's the immunized thing and that line and stuff. That's what, that's what he fed to the media. But according to him, the entire team, the entire locker room, the entire organization knew that he was not vaccinated. And according to him, he followed all the protocols for a non-vaccinated player that's not within, true within the building that's within the that's, building but that's what okay speaking to the media he should have had a mask on exactly during his exactly yes. that's i mean we, we, you can see it every sunday okay mm-hmm. you can see it you can see it if he's doing a presser that's not a zoom call he's not wearing a mask yeah and you honestly believe inside that building that he was following the protocol because as big as a fan as I am, I'm not believing it. I'm just telling you what what was said what was said in that in that interview, and that's basically the information that we can go off of right now. Because he he said some other stuff that was a little bit off the wall, so it seemed like he was telling the truth. But who knows, Trent? And nobody he, in that nobody in that building is going to come out and say, "Oh no, Aaron wasn't." They doing might have to. They may have to because it's film. Yeah. They may have to. And here's the thing, though, too, because you say, you know, this is what we know. I can make the I can make the jump in the assumption and I'm going to make the jump in the assumption. The fact that you're at a press conference after the game, the protocol is to be wearing a mask. There are eyes inside that presser. And it's going out on the internet and it's going on ESPN and all the other media outlets. And you're not following protocol with eyes on you. And you want me to think that when eyes aren't on you, you're following protocol. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think part, Come I on, think, man, I think you're breaking the protocol in front of us. You uh, think behind us, no, no, no. you're following say, the protocol. I'll say, I'll say this. I think part of it is, Obviously, things have changed in Aaron Rodgers' brain since everything that's happened this week. And Pat McAfee asked him the question if he's like, when that originally happened, did you like, did you not want to be like the face of a different movement or something, something like that? So I think that possibly went into it. And he also didn't want to have to continue. I also think Aaron Rodgers didn't want it to continue to be a storyline. That's why he said what he said. And that's probably what he why he did what he did in pressers, because if you show up to a presser and, you we- and you're wearing a mask, then obviously the media is going to know that you're not vaccinated, that what you said, that what you said was misleading. Okay, I, I get that. That's and I'm fine. Not try- I'm not trying to That's defend fine. Aaron Rodgers. That's Some of fine. the stuff he said today blew my mind. I don't care what you're feeling on a mat, on a vaccine or anything is. No one, not me, not you, not the greatest world leaders should go on anybody, any any athlete talking about vaccines should not go on a radio show and compare themselves to Martin Luther King. So I'm not trying to defend Aaron Rodgers, but at the same, I'm just going based off of what he said and thinking that that might've possibly been part of the mask thing at pressers. Who knows? Protocol, dude. That's all I'm going to tell you. Rules are rules. You got to follow them. Even if you don't, even if you don't like, you know, you so, might, you so, might, so the media finds out or we all find out that he's not officially vaccinated. Whoop the daggone do like big deal. There are other guys. 
Kirk Cousins is playing this year. No, Carson, for sure. Carson Wentz is playing this year. Aaron Rodgers is a former MVP in this league last year. How, like, how much you think uh, things would change if we find out that he's not vaccinated? That, and, that, I mean, that's not a, I mean, to me, like I said, it wouldn't be no. a big deal. If he'd be the only guy, then it'd be a big deal. But like I just mentioned, there's other guys in the league that are playing every Sunday or Monday or Thursday that aren't vaccinated either. The only one where it's been a big deal this this entire Cam Newton is it and Cole Beasley, and that oh, was because yeah. of what and that's because of his social media comments, and that's that that's I was thinking quarterback, yeah, yes, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, but as far as but as and far Cam's, as players, and Cam actually ironically is now vaccinated, which we, we might get into Cam Newton a little bit later in the show, considering uh, you know quarterback situations are around the around the entire league right now but why are you steering this thing into the Aaron Rodgers thing man we're supposed to be talking about the Bucks what are you doing like this is a Bucks podcast I talked about it once I mean I know it's me I'm duck I'm joking I'm joking it was all me it was all me (laughs) I saw I'll be honest I saw I was shocked when I saw when I saw the tweet come out that that he actually went on okay now you're still now now you're still on Aaron Rodgers well and he had a freaking he had like a freaking like like a it looked like a 20 page like manifesto you're on Aaron Rodgers he was reading okay now let's talk about no 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 keep going no there's nothing else to there's nothing else to talk about in 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 terms of that if you want to see it go go watch it yourself i'm sure it will be very easily uh accessible on the internet in any uh any form of social media speaking of social media your social reminder even though we're probably what like 10 15 minutes into the show at this point follow lynn on twitter at lmar810 follow myself at td experience and follow bucks nation at bucks underscore nation uh for the latest and greatest on your buccaneers and go to bucksnation.com even on this bye week the guys over at bucks nation are churning out content for you on a daily basis and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast spotify apple Podcasts, iheart wherever and you not only will get downy and martez but you will also get the monday morning extra point with lynn martez and former NFL and Western Kentucky quarterback Brandon Dowdy on a weekly basis talking about all of the games that happened across the league. But Lynn, let's rewind. Uh, you you and Brandon talked about it on this week's edition of Monday Morning Extra Point, but let's let's talk about what happened on Halloween evening in New Orleans. The Bucks get their second loss of the season to the New Orleans Saints. With Jameis Winston going down and uh, to a torn ACL that we find out later on, Trevor Simeon plays the majority of the game, and I don't. No matter which way, no matter which way you chop it up, to me that's a bad loss. And if we're going back, if we're going to the end of the season, and we're looking at playoff standings and where the Bucks end up. Uh, not having a buy or who they have to play on wild card weekend. I think that we could go back and circle what happened on Halloween in New Orleans as a reason why the Bucks aren't necessarily where I don't want to say we want the, or where they wanted to be going into going into the playoffs. This this is going to be a tough one to swallow uh, at the end of the season in terms of in terms of standings, in my opinion. That's all true. If you 
if you if you run the table or if you're if you're you know one game from the top of the NFC but I mean, you, you're talking about them being 15 and two and then thinking, man, they lost that game that Halloween night or Halloween afternoon in New Orleans to a second string quarterback after James Winston got hurt in the second quarter. By the way, James had 40 rushing yards in those first two in those first two quarters. He didn't even play the whole first half. I think more than half of them was on like one run. Like no, oh no, he had a couple of runs in there. He had at least that run that he that that he got hurt on was an eight to ten yard run. But then there was there was one that was like a he had like a twenty yard on like the maybe like in the first quarter he, had he got a, good... a couple he got a couple of conversions in the first down conversions. My point yeah. is still my point. Okay, twenty yard. Even if he had a twenty yard run, did he have any here in his five years with the Buccaneers? He didn't have a whole lot of twenty yard. Runs. He didn't have a whole lot. I mean, everybody will remember the his rookie season, the the fourth. I think it was like fourth and seventeen against the Falcons. He had a couple of them. I was, just to get everybody trade down, you the James Hater. Yeah, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give him credit. He had wow. A, he had, wow. He had a he had a couple of them. Wow, he gave him credit on a fourth down one. Whoop the dag on do. My point I is, I even that- tweeted after that play as a rookie that I might have to start to believe in Jameis Winston at that point. They got the six and six that day and then lost the last four games this season. My point is the fact that depending how long he would have stayed in that football game, I mean, he's not a running quarterback. There's a transformation that was going on with him anyway, but that's besides the point. Unfortunately, uh, he got hurt. He's out for the year, suffered the year ACL injury, torn ACL and MCL damage. And at that standpoint, I'm sitting back thinking, okay, Bucks are going to win this football game like everyone else probably did because you're talking about Trevor Simeon and I know Trevor Simeon was the first round pick of the Denver Broncos but that's like I mean that was just misleading he he wasn't worthy my of goodness I first forgot round he was pick. a first round pick first Good round pick crazy. of the Denver Broncos he wasn't worthy of being a first round pick of, for of, sure of any football yeah. team and he's traveled around this league and on Sunday and I told you this and you know I'm not a, you know I'm not big on I told you so's, but I told you go for it. I was no, very wrong was about just, that entire no, game. No, it was just a matter of it was it's it's not about who, it's about the actual game plan. The game plan is not going to change. Game plan wasn't going to change for them, no matter who the quarterback the quarterback is. And it's not going to change now with Taysom Hill. It'll probably change slightly more. There'll be probably more uh, RPOs involved, and he'll probably. He'll probably run the ball a lot more. Well, it's going to be Simeon at least this weekend because Hill is still still, recovering from a concussion. Correct. But at some point, Taysom Hill is going to be the starting quarterback of his football team and of the New Orleans Saints. And it'll it'll increase the amount of times that they run it with the quarterback. But for the most part, it's about the game plan. And another thing I mentioned to you was the fact that somehow, some way, this Saints defense – who I thought when the season started wasn't going to be very good. I'll be I'll be honest about that. I didn't think they were going to be very good when the season started. I I, I even you know pointed out the fact that they haven't put a whole lot in draft status when it came to the defense. But yet the defense is what it is. But my point in bringing this up again is the fact that somehow, some way they find a way 
to turn Tom Brady into a guy that has turnovers yeah. in games. They've done it to him multiple times now. They've done it to him three times in the three games they played in the regular season. Granted, the Bucs won that playoff game, but even that, Tom didn't have a great game in that playoff game either. And it was about the turnovers the Bucs defense got in yep. that playoff game. So whatever it is, somehow, some way, the Saints defense has found a way to control the Bucs offense with Tom Brady leading it. And yeah, I know AB wasn't out there and he changes a lot of things. I, I will open, I will openly constantly, constantly say that when you're talking about putting that still all pro wide receiver against your third DB, he's going to burn that. He's got, I mean, just, He's going to whip that guy no matter what the pattern is, whether it's a short one, whether it's a long one where he's taking the top off, he's going to whip that guy. That's, that's, that's the reason why, again, he was on target to have a thousand yard season as a third wide receiver. But for some reason, again, the saints have been able to control this Bucks offense, no matter how well they played the last two seasons, especially on Sunday. Even with the injury to Jameis, the Saints are only a half game back of the Bucks for first place in the, in the NFC South. And if they were to beat the Falcons this Sunday, it would be a tie for first place. Are you worried about the Bucks? Technically, prospects? technically. But the Saints the, would be first place. Yeah. yeah. So well, when you look you, when you look at the standings, if the Falcons of the Saints were to beat the Falcons, when you look at the standings. After that game, mm-hmm. the Saints will be on top of the division. Are you worried about the do the but are the without Jameis Winston, are the Saints still a serious contender to win the NFC South over over the Buccaneers and prevent them from uh, having a home playoff game come week one uh, wild card weekend? No, no. I mean, as much as. And now we know Michael Thomas will not return this season as well. Too. Yeah, as much as the Saints were successful in having Trevor Simeon leave, like I think he led like five scoring drives. Even with that, you watch the second half and they were struggling to move the football. I'm talking about the Saints. They mm-hmm. were struggling to move the football. The Bucs outgained them, I believe, two to one in that second half. They kept showing those stats, those second half stats, total yards between the two teams. So, And because of that, no, I'm not buying the Saints being a real rival to the Buccaneers in regards to winning this division. Because I said about, I mentioned running the table moving forward after this game. And finishing 15 to two. I mean, we did it a couple of weeks ago. We were like trying to find losses, right? Just, you know, just mm-hmm. looking at the schedule coming up and thinking in terms of, okay, there's Indianapolis, there's Buffalo. Maybe, you know, you slip up some somewhere, whatever. But honestly, I mean, the Bucks should finish 14 and three. And, and don't, don't damn me if they don't, because they should, based off of how they played the first half of the season. I mean, right now, technically, we're at the halfway point, and they're six and two. Yeah, I mean, sixteen game season. 
you'd be 12 and four. That's with two losses in the, the next eight. And we can't find two losses, right? There's no Rams unless on you, it. There's no Rams on it. Unless you drop both the Colts and the Bills games. Those are the. Yeah. Uh, I watched the Colts on Sunday. They better not lose to the Colts. Yeah, they beat up on the Jets yesterday. Blah, blah, blah. It was 47 to 10, and it just made it a little bit of a competitive game. And they better not lose to the Colts. What was what, what was the so wrong strength. about the I was gonna say what was so I mean it seemed to me like that game against Tennessee was very competitive and it was turnovers and Carson Wentz becoming bad Carson Wentz in the second half. Yeah, because you're going up against okay, two things. One, Derek Henry. <laughs> All right, Derek not Henry. Big, not a big Jeremy McNichols uh, believer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only thing I remember about him as being being drafted here. Yeah. Um, so again, that game, that Sunday game, Titans, Colts, you want to bring it up? Fine. Um, the Titans, ironically, with Derrick Henry, run the heck out of the football. You know what they can't do? Stop the run. And because of that, the ball should have been in Jonathan Davis, uh, uh, Jonathan Davis's hands, not Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor's hands a whole lot more than it was in. Carson Wentz's hands near the end of the football game. And maybe, just maybe, you wouldn't have had Carson Wentz go from having one INT all season to having three when the game ended. So, and they, like I said, they were impressive last night against the Jets, but it's the Jets. And, and Jonathan Taylor ran all over them for 100 bucks 74 last night, a couple of TDs, but they're supposed to do that against the Jets. When they play the Bucks, what's the Bucks' strength defensively? Stopping run the run. Defense, yep. So who's going to have to win that football game? Carson Wentz. That's why they should not sneak up on. <laughs> I, that's why I said if the Colts beat the Bucks, we got issues. I got issues. I'm going down to Raymond James. And I'm going to go talk to some people. Hey, the Colts? Really? Anything else can really concerning out of that Saints loss other than to me it was just the story of a bad Tom Brady game to be to be completely honest I I mean uh uh, I guess a I guess a little bit concerning was the were the scoring drives that Simeon led but as you said in the second half the defense shored up so to me that's just a case of that's why I think it's such of a bad loss because I think it's going to be looked at at the end of the season as an outlier when you're Tom Brady, you don't have to be perfect every single game, but the way the NFC standings are shaping up right now. I mean, if the playoffs started this weekend, the bucks would be hosting the Rams in the first round of the playoffs, as opposed to hosting, uh, you know, the last wild card team, if they were to have won that game. So that's why that loss was bad to me, but nothing overly concerning other than the Brady performance. And I don't think that I don't, I don't think that that was the game. That was the start of Tom Brady's regression. I don't think he all of a sudden got old on the evening of uh, October 30th, 2021. So that, I don't, I don't think there was anything else overly concerning. Anything else overly concerning to you? No, I will point out that, and I mentioned James's 40 yards rushing. The Saints ran it for 152. And they ran it for 152. That's and, solid, yeah. And, and, and granted, 
Granted, you know, your quarterback gets 40 of those yards and Camaro only had 61 of those yards. They found a way to, to move the football and get those scoring drives, but they had help too. And I'm not going to get into the whole officiating thing, but some penalties extended drives. And, you know, with that, the, the takeaway, if there's something that that's glaring for me beyond the turnovers is that the Saints were as successful running the football with the fact you knew that they were going to run the football. That's the thing. I mean, I mentioned the Jonathan Taylor thing in, 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 the, in the Colts game, and you're hoping that this Bucks defense plays like it's played in the previous seven games for stopping the run against the Colts. But, yeah, Sunday was a little bit, of, a little bit alarming in, in, in that regard. But then again – Carson's not going to take off like Jameis did on, on Sunday. So looking ahead, the Bucks' next game on November 14th is against the Washington football team, a rematch of wild card weekend last year where that game was a lot closer than any of us thought that it was going to be. Uh, but the Washington defense hasn't looked like the Washington defense that it looked like in that game and the defense that willed them to the playoffs and the defense that both of us thought would win them the NFC East this year. The Washington football team are one of the bigger disappointments in the league for me. And that's even with, you know, the Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, injury, the defense just, just has not lived up to, you know, what we thought could be a possible best defense in the league. Could, I mean, do the Bucks still have to worry about their pass rushers? Certainly. But I do think that this is, this is another game where it's not a team that you would expect to be able to score with, with the Bucks. And the Saints are what they are at the quarterback position, but you still have a phenomenal playmaker in, in Kamara. So, I mean, people could say, oh, we didn't see the Saints being able to, to score and compete with the Bucks, but I don't expect Washington and Taylor Heineke to have a, a another game like he did in uh, Wild Card Weekend last year, coming up on on the fourteenth. No, uh, they shouldn't, because based off of watching the Skins, ah, Washington, wa- watching the Washington football team play this year, um. Need a shock caller or something like that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'll take it. Between between saying San Diego still and saying uh, the 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 nickname of the Washington football team, um, I've watched them enough times. I've wa- I've watched the, the Washington football team enough times to see them struggle offensively, to, and to see them struggle defensively too in regards to. Yeah, the, the pass rush is, was supposed to be phenomenal and based off of the first rounders they have on that, you know, that front four, they're not getting it this year. And because of that, <laughs> that back four is being exposed. And guess what the Bucs are going to do when they play, or at least should do when they play him? Beat up that back four. And because of that, I'm not worried. I sh- I'm not worried about... You go down the line and... and, and I'm not telling you to actually do this, but if you were to go down the line and, and, and each game, I can give you probably a, a real solid good reason why the Bucs shouldn't lose to that football team that they're playing, with the exception of maybe one team, and that's Buffalo. That is it. 
I mean, and even with that, if I really wanted to, I can give you reasons why they shouldn't lose to them either. But that's more of a, of a task of beating the Bills than the other games that they have to play. I mean, you play the Saints again, maybe they sneak up. You should not be losing to the Saints again this year with Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill at quarterback. Second half of the season. You're going to need that win. And not worried about uh, having to go to MetLife on, you get, on, you get, on you get, New Year's week. You get ready to say something smart because you got a smile on your face. You got a big old joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even care if those two teams that, that call MetLife home combine their teams. The Bucs should not lose to them. The Jets and Giants could get one team and take the best players off their teams and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to play the rest of our season out this way. And they'd still probably finish <laughs> way below 500 because those teams stink and they got very few good players on both teams. I mean, Bailey got a – they don't have a quarterback. The most important position – the most important position in the football team, and you got two teams – and neither one of those teams has the quarterback. Former Buccaneer Josh Johnson, man, hard to believe he's he's still in the league. That's the that's the ultimate journey, man, uh, right now. Before we get into uh, the rest of the the Week Nine slate in the NFL, at the top of the podcast, you mentioned Odell Beckham Jr. So let's uh, discuss that situation for just a minute. He's released today by the Cleveland Browns, and there are. Uh, Looks like there are going to be a full, uh, not a full set of suitors, but a decent amount of suitors. He was placed on waivers. So it is going to, I mean, whoever puts in the claim first is going to be able to get him, but unless he goes unclaimed and then he can go to whatever team that he wants. But the the team names that I keep uh, seeing out there are the Baltimore Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders in terms of uh, where Odell Beckham Jr., will go after the uh, situation in Cleveland did not work out. Lynn, it's, is Odell Beckham Jr. even close to the same player that we saw in, in New York? And uh, who do you think would possibly be the best suitor for him out of, uh, the te- out of the teams that I mentioned? Or do you see another possible suitor for OBJ? I mean, it depends on who you ask. If you start asking fan bases, everybody, you know, that that is – are Bucks fans really asking for him? Are you kidding me? Every oh. time, every time, every time an offensive weapon hits the market, uh. are you kidding me? Every time an offensive weapon hits the market, uh. Bucks fans are like, "Oh, can we add him?" There were running backs that were recently, you know, put out on the street or whatever it was that Bucks fans were like, well, "Can we get him?" Uh. I, I mean, mean, I brought. Can up- we trade for him? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember who, who I personally it? brought up the Marlon Mack thing. I don't know if that's what you're, no, if that's what no, you're it was more, it was a, no, no knock on Marlon Mack, but it was someone more, uh, someone, someone bigger, a bigger name than that. But anyway, it doesn't matter because again, whether it's the Bucks fans and they're not alone, they're not alone Bucks fans. There are plenty, plenty of, uh, fans of teams that are probably clamoring, thinking OBJ, one-handed catch, Sunday night football. He's not the same guy. He's not. Can't stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. I mean, it's cool to warm up the way you warm up before games, but you know what's not cool? 
when you're not in uniform to warm up before games. He doesn't play enough, dude. He's not play- He doesn't play enough. He can't stay healthy. And, I mean, that's part of the reason why the whole Cleveland thing didn't work out. Went there with his, with his buddy from LSU, Jarvis Landry. By the way, who's, who's always been like a beast. Jarvis Landry's a beast. And you can talk about his average per catch and all that stuff. The guy's a player. He's a baller. But trouble staying healthy as well. Though. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But a little less trouble than, than OBJ. But beyond that, Cleveland's not, Cleveland's not set up offensively, game plan-wise, to take total advantage of OBJ in his prime. And he's not in his prime anymore because he can't stay healthy. But they run the ball with those two backs, dude, with Chubb and, and Hunt. And not only that, Hunt is a guy that's, that's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. And, I mean, you can be a Baker fan. You can not be a Baker Mayfield fan. A lot of this, again, is about the, the, the offensive game plan. I mean, they've got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and they go forward. They run the football. And because of that, another reason, you can add that to the list of, of reasons why OBJ hasn't panned out in Cleveland. As far as suitors are concerned, I jokingly said every, every team that's atop the NFC or even the AFC is clamoring for him. But, I mean, realistically, Green Bay maybe. Here's the thing, though, too. And I can Green Bay's you... just so far down the that down the waiver list that I find it hard to believe. Oh no 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 he won't. Yeah there. no no yeah. I, I I agree I totally agree. But if you, you ask me for suitors, yeah yeah yeah. I mean if you if you I mean, teams you that'll me... it, teams that might put in a claim for him. Well, and they yeah. can put in a claim for him. And just, yeah. they just no, won't for get sure. Him. Yeah yeah they yeah. They just yeah. won't get him um, because someone else on top will, will, will get him first. I mean, if you if you if you want to look at teams that are a top. The the waiver the waiver list. I mean, it, it it it's it's tough to think that maybe a team like the the Raiders or even the Chargers. You mentioned you mentioned the Raiders are twenty six right now, so it's the Raiders are twenty six, the Chargers are twenty. I mean, the Colts at fourteen. That's yeah, but no, they, they, another place that what we just talked about it. What do they yeah. do? They yeah. go forward with their, as good as their offensive line is, they go forward. Why? Because they run the heck out of the football. That, that would, OBJ would be, he, he'd go from Cleveland to Indianapolis with the same issues, quarterback problem, and the fact that the team game plan, Frank Wright is going to run the heck out of the football. That's not a good place for him. And they better not. Th- they better not put in a claim for him because it'd be a waste. People have met, people have mentioned New England. I don't think yeah, that see, that's a great fit either. Here's the issue about the whole, the whole New England thing. I mentioned game plan. When Tom Brady was there, that game plan was okay. Depending on how that defense plays against us, we're gonna we're gonna beat you with the bubble screens. We're, we're gonna whatever whatever your defense did well. They, the Patriots game plan was the opposite. Okay. If you couldn't stop the run, they were going to run the football. Okay. If, if you didn't have, if you didn't have good nickels or dime cornerbacks, they, they'd wear you out with the bubble screen. 
They found a way game plan wise, and they found multiple ways to continue to win. I mean, think about it. Think about the Super Bowl against the Rams, the last one they won. But 15 to 3, they got two yeah. big, they got two big plays offensively. Couple LeGronk. That's all it was because they ran out of they ran the heck out of the football. But yet they had Tom Brady, who, you know, the GOAT. But that was their game plan. Based off of what you did well, the Patriots when Tom Brady was there, wanted to do the opposite. Here's the thing, though, now, Trey. Mac Jones can't do that. Mac Jones mm-hmm. is – Mac Jones, first off, those, those wide receivers they have in New England might be the worst tandem in the, in the NFL. Might be the worst tandem in the NFL. You got Aguilar starting as one of your wide receivers, you got problems. You got problems. Dropsies City. But not only that, they don't, they don't throw the ball over the top. They wouldn't use Odell properly in New England these days because Mac Jones isn't that guy yet. He's just not. They're, a lot of the stuff that they do is what the Jets did against the Bengals on Sunday. We're going to take, take our little, little drop off here, check down here, five-yard pass here, six-yard pass here. That's all Mac Jones does. That, I mean, I watched him play the Bucks game. I watched him play against the Cowboys. I watched him play against the Patriots. I mean, against the Dolphins. That's all he does. Everything is 10 yards in, 10 yards from, away from the line of scrimmage. And because of that, New England is not a good place for Odell. They could, you can tweet it out as many times as you want, Photoshop it as many times as you want <laughs> in a Patriots uniform. If he ends up there... It's not going to end well for him because again, dude, this guy's a quarter. This guy is going to get in a quarterback's behind. He got into Eli's crap, and Eli's yeah. a two-time Super Bowl champion before he got there, and he had issues with Eli. Yeah, issues with Baker Mayfield. You don't think he's going to have issues with Mac Jones if Mac Jones can't throw him the football? Uh-uh, he don't belong. No, there. for sure. And I mean, there the, for the teams that a lot of people think that are going to get him: the Ravens, the Packers the Raiders, the Saints, those are teams that I think would almost want him to clear waivers so they can sign him to whatever kind of deal that, that they want him to, that they want to sign him to. Uh, If you look at the teams at the top of the waiver wire, I mean, maybe a team like Philadelphia or maybe a team like San Francisco makes some kind of sense considering that how bad the bottom half of the NFC playoff picture looks right now, especially with Minnesota losing last week. Maybe one of the, maybe one of those teams makes sense, but I agree with you. I don't think that he's going to make a huge impact wherever he ends up. When you bring up those teams like Philadelphia and San Francisco, and I get it. I, I get it. I know why you brought them up top of the waiver wire, trying to, trying to get close to, the wild card race and the chase. I get it. But dude, you're talking about teams that have quarterback problems. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Jalen. You want, you want Odell and Jalen Hurts to put, to be together. The, I'm telling you the only way it's going to work out well for him. If he goes to a team that has a truly established quarterback, you want to send him to Arizona with Kyler Murray. Great. Send him out there. A.J. Green, my man, DeAndre Hopkins. And, and you still got, and you got Christian Kirk got and Christian Rondale Kirk, Moore. Whatever. 
anymore. I'm only bringing There's not enough I'm, balls I'm, to go around. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, please, you don't think Cardinal fans would be would be happy with that? There's not enough balls here in, in, in Tampa Bay, but yet people want him here. Again, you start when you talk about lining up guys. You line up Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, or wherever you want to add him, whatever team you want to add him to that already has an established three wide receivers. Whether you do it in Arizona, whether you do it in Tampa Bay, you start lining up your number one guy against their number one guy, their number two guy against your number two guy, their number three against your number three. But your number three is, is Antonio Brown. Then you go and you line up your fourth guy, that's OBJ, against their fourth guy. The reason why that would work, and I know, like you said, not enough balls to go around. I get it. I understand. But the reason why that would work is because Tom would make it work, just like, he, just like he's making it work here in Tampa Bay this year. Think about this. The leading receiver on this football team, and this was before A.B. got hurt, was Chris Godwin. Think about that. And I say that, I say that, no disrespect to Chris Godwin, because he's the number one wide receiver in this league. But the fact that we always hear about other guys, we hear about Mike, we hear about Antonio Brown, but yet Chris Godwin is leading this team in receptions. It was leading before A.B. got hurt. You want to know why? Because that's what Tom Brady does. And if OBJ ended up in Tampa Bay, which he probably won't, because based off of the waiver wire, but if he did, you line up your fourth guy against that guy, Tom would make it work and would keep everybody happy. Except for Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller. Um, hey, man. <clears throat> hey, listen. I mean, look, nobody, nobody's crying for Justin Watson, are they? That's what happens. You get pushed out. All right. Let's talk about the, the rest of the week nine slate in the NFL. Some interesting games. Uh, Browns and Bengals is an, is an interesting one, especially the Bengals coming off of a horrible loss to the Jets, even though I do think that they got hosed uh, with the officiating late in that game. But let's be honest, if you're going to be a playoff team, you shouldn't be playing the, the Jets that close. The Patriots are going to Carolina to play the Panthers. The Panthers. You, you, per- you ingratiating yourself with your, with your new city. You I'm bring, saying, you I'm bringing up the Panthers every week. I know, no, no, I'm bringing you it up. You got them going to the Super Bowl. The, hey, Panthers, look, Charlotte, the Panthers with that, the Panthers with that win last weekend and the Vikings losing, oh, yeah. they have the last yeah. wild card spot right now. And also, they just came out that they're hopeful that Darnold is going to clear concussion mm-hmm. protocol mm-hmm. and that Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey will mm-hmm. return this weekend. Charlotte, let me tell you, Trey Down is clamoring for the Panthers to make the playoffs. He said it when the season started that you would make the playoffs, Charlotte. Your Panthers, your Carolina Panthers will make the playoffs. He's clamoring to be accepted by <laughs> it's also it's also by mecklenburg county and it's, it's and all also, Charlotteans. <laughs> it's also interesting on the patriot side because the patriots are four and four are you ignoring and, me yes i am and why they you, why I, i'm no I, i'm no i'm no selling i'm no selling you right now uh i, I i'm like i'm like goldberg i'm not selling anything you're <laughs> can throwing we, can we accept this fact dude the panthers a four and four. You know what that means? Mm-hmm. You all your record says you are. You're mediocre. They're a 500 football team. 
Also a playoff team right there now. There we so. go. There we go. There you go, Charlotte. <laughs> they're also a play, they're also a playoff team right uh, now. Can, so and your quarterback's so, seeing ghosts. So oh man, I wanted the Sam Donald thing to work out so much because I because as a as a guy that's watched Adam Gaze in Miami and then in New York and Gazeify quarterbacks. I, I thought Sam would do a lot better than what he's done in, in Carolina. And I know it's, it's eight games in and he had some moments early. I mean, heck, there was a time where he was leading the league in rushing touchdowns the first three or four games. Yep. But I talked about OBJ and his issues with staying healthy. You know who can't stay healthy? And I love me some CMC, but CMC can't stay healthy. Oh, either. For sure. He can't stay healthy. either. Yeah. And when he gets his injuries, Oh, he gets him. He gets away. He's gone for about six, eight weeks. And just like the guy in New York, number 26, Saquon, same thing. These guys get banged up and hurt. And I mean, they're workout beasts. And I got so much respect for them for what they, what they do in the off season, but they can't stay on the football field. And because of that, again, Sam Donald and the Carolina Panthers are mediocre. That's all, but it, like I said, it's also interesting on the Patriots side because the Patriots are only a half game out of the last wild card uh, in the AFC right now, and they hold a win over the Chargers. By the and way, you picked the Patriots to make the playoffs. No, 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 I said no, they I'm going to be trash. Oh, yeah, I that's yeah, that, that, that's I said I they were going to be trash. No, your yeah, part, yeah, yeah. My, not my part, your part, because yeah, you yeah. said they'd win five games. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, how many wins do they have? They've got four. and they got another Jets game and they got another Dolphins game so that's six right there (laughs) and that eclipsed your five (laughs) Vegas says Trey Downey had him at five and when they win six guess guess what your ticket does Trey Downey loses well luckily I don't live in Vegas and I don't uh I no longer live, I know, live in Vegas. I no longer live in Florida where I can just pull out my phone and 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 make those bets. I can't do that uh, legally where Not I yet. where Not I am yet. just just yet. just, yeah. just yet. The vote's coming. <laughs> no, for sure I'm excited about it. But uh, <laughs> uh, look at you, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that those are two those are two interesting games, but to me the the most interesting game of the weekend it was more interesting before Derrick Henry uh, went down, went down because of an injury, but it's the Titans going to LA to face the Rams on Sunday night football. One of the better Sunday night football matchups that we've seen this season. Uh, Jeremy McNichols, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer is going to slide into that starting role, but the Titans did sign Adrian Peterson. And today they're already elevating him to their active roster. And we saw some signs of old Adrian Peterson even last year in in Detroit uh maybe it might not work out long term but I wouldn't be shocked to see uh a couple of signs uh of old AP old AD uh there early even though the Rams have a great defense to me that is uh that is the game of the week and if you're uh if you're a Bucks fan you might want to be a Titans fan uh this Sunday night here's the problem though if you're a Bucks fan you got to be a Titans fan and you got to be whomever Dallas plays, and you got to be a fan of whoever the Packers play. I mean, it's a good thing as far as the Bucs fans are concerned in regards to Aaron Rodgers not playing this Sunday. Yeah, so you're rooting for the Chiefs, the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, and then the Cardinals play the 49ers. 
So you're rooting for all those teams. Yeah, this week, yeah. That's fans. the problem, though. That's a long. The list the list is long atop the NFC. It's so it it is so crucial to especially this year, 2021, when only one team gets that by. It is so crucial to make sure you win your division. It's crucial to if you can get on top of the NFC and be that number one seed. I mean, you think about it. A wild card team won the Super Bowl last year, right? That being the Bucks, right? Yep. Dude, wild card teams don't win back to back Super Bowls. They just don't. That's a tough run. It's asking to win six straight road games and pretty much in back to back playoffs. Yeah. Very hard. Exactly. To do. Very hard to do. I mean, it's one thing to stay healthy through, d- during a playoff run, it's another thing to have that playoff run as a wild card. And then stay healthy the second year and have another wild card playoff run. It just doesn't happen. That's why we haven't seen a back-to-back Super Bowl champion in not even just a wild card one since the Patriots in, in thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Yeah, no, in general, and that's that's how it is. It, that, it's that tough. I mean, we're watching it here. We're watching it here in Tampa Bay with with the secondary, and it started in week one, and moving forward. You know, the offense is being affected by it now, too, with A.B. and, and Gronk being banged up. So, and, and that that hurts because, you know, as prolific as the offense has been, and you still have, you still have the greatest quarterback of all time, there are things they worked on in the offseason, whether it's be Tom's workouts, the hidden workouts at the high schools, or the training camp. There are things that they worked on that gave them that rhythm that gave them that prolific offense, the first six or seven games of the season that they don't have now because those guys are banged up. That's tough, man. It's And again, when you start talking about the talent that you're going up against too. Yeah. Granted, you're going to, you, you, you play the dolphins and you play the giants later on in the season and you play the Falcons another time. And, but there are some tough games. I mean, I jokingly said they probably shouldn't lose another game, but they're gonna, it's not because it, it, it won't be tough, because it's going to be tough. Buffalo's going to be tough. And if they finish 14-3, and three, the scary thing that I think, it's like baseball with the Dodgers and the Giants, where the Dodgers were the second winningest team in the National League. And you know what they were? A wild card team. And that's what scares me when, it, when I mean, we talk about the Bucks. Bucks. I don't think the if the Bucks go fourteen and three, I don't think they're going to be a wild card team. No, because... it's not. That's not my point. They're going to yeah. end up playing that wild card weekend. Number one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Num- that's my that's my point. They're not going to be a wild card. I'm talking about playing wild card weekend. Being mm-hmm. fourteen, Trey. If you finish 14, 16 game season, you finish fourteen and two. History tells you, you know what you are. The top seed in your conference. No, for sure. And you know why it matters? And you know why it matters even more? Not that they, not even just that they're a wild card weekend team. Because if you're a wild card, if the Bucks get the, are the second seed in the NFC and you're hosting Carolina or San Francisco or Philadelphia the first week in the playoffs, okay, fine. But if you drop down lower than that, Arizona or LA mm-hmm. is going to be is mm-hmm. going to be a wild card team. Mm-hmm. And then that's when that's when you have to start mm-hmm. to worry. 
is the second two wild cards, maybe that's an easier matchup. But if you're in a situation where you have to play either LA or Arizona, whoever doesn't win that division, that's when you're going to find a problem if you're the Bucs. And this is why it's so crucial for the Buccaneers. And I, 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 again, I said it, but it's huge to run the table. And I know, it, 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 again, it's, what, nine more games? Yep. It's nine more games. They pulled off a 10-game winning streak last year, in, in, including the playoff run. But if you think, oh, why do they have to win the next nine? Here's why they got to win the next nine. Because, A, you'll finish 15-2. and two, But there are two teams that, to me, one of these two teams is probably going to be the number one seed in, in the NFC. You mentioned the Rams and the Cardinals. You know what those teams are going to do? Battle each other, keep playing each other. They play they again. play each other one more time. Yeah. That's fine. But the NFC West is a whole lot better than, you know what? The NFC North and the NFC East. You mentioned the 49ers, who you keep talking about when God's still wild card. You know what they're going to have to do if they want to win a wild card? Beat the Cardinals or the Rams at some standpoint. Yeah. And, be, and again, because of that, again, those teams that are in the West, that are leading the West or second place in the West, are going to have more losses. So the Bucs need to run the table. You want to know why? Because the NFC East team that leads it right now and the NFC North team that leads it right now plays in the division they play in. The Dallas Cowboys are not going to win. I mean, I'm sorry, are not going to lose another divisional game. They're just not. They're not. The Packers, who do you have them losing to in their, in their division? The Vikings? Maybe Minnesota. Ah, we watched them Sunday night. And they, Dallas beat them with, with a, a fifth-year backup in Cooper Rush. Not happening. At home, on a Sunday night. That's number one. The Vikings? The Bears? The Lions? No. That's what I'm no. talking about, dude. The, the Cowboys and, and Packers have one loss I, right now. I, I will say this, though. The Cowboys, they still have to go to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. They still have to play the Raiders. They have to go to New Orleans to play wait, the Saints. Wait, 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 and wait, they wait, have wait, to play wait, the Cardinals. Wait, 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 no, no, no. Okay, I'll give you the last team, the Cardinals. You mentioned the Chiefs. Media, yo, girl, four and four. Can't stop running water. The Raiders are... Kansas City still a tough team to stuff. Oh, tough place to play I watched them Monday night. They nearly lost to the Giants who, who are looking to... To 2022. Stop it. I'm don't. sorry, but I don't have I don't have enough faith in Dallas right now to just expect you keep saying them that yeah. to, to go into Kansas City and walk over the Chiefs. I didn't say the walk Cowboys over them. I didn't say walk over them, but it's not like I wouldn't be. But too- you're acting like that's not a that's a tougher game than other than Buffalo than what dude, the Bucs scored, have on scored, their schedule. Dude, they scored three points against the Tennessee Titans. That prolific offense that is supposed to be that is supposed to be what it is scored. Three points Lynn, versus Lynn, the I'm Tennessee you, but Titans. If we're ta- but if we're but if we're talking, I don't, I don't have faith in the Cowboys to run the table against to going to Kansas City. They don't have to, to run the table. They don't have. They already. They already. They already. They've got one loss. But if they one get, but loss. if they lose, okay, one loss. But if they lose two or three of those games, they're not going to be the no. number one. They're not getting home field. You ne- yeah. In your eyes, you mentioned. Three opponents, four opponents. They're not losing to any of those opponents with the exception of one. 
the Cardinals. They're not losing to the Raiders. So you think the Cowboys are going to be a a a 15 and two football team? Absolutely. I will bet you anything you want to bet. Oh my gosh. You, I don't know why you, dude, we're eight games in. They're seven and one. Their one loss was here on that, that Thursday night game in a game that they lost, granted, opening night, that they nearly won. One loss. If you want to tell me they got two, three losses, then I wouldn't bring up that one loss. But they got one loss, dude. One. If you think, I just, I just don't, I don't see wanna, how. This I, is, a, this I, is, this is like the second it, podcast I got to tell you this. I don't want the Cowboys to finish with a. I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you want. Them I know, to. but I'm trying to explain I don't this to see you. With that, I have yes, to respect yeah. how well they're playing. They're seven yes. and one, dude. I mean, yes, Cooper. Yes, they beat the Vikings with Cooper Rush, but it's not like they blew the doors off of off of Minnesota. I just don't. The NFC East. I'm with you, man. But when, like I said, like you, the. The, you talk about the Raiders being so inconsistent. They're five and two and have the second seed in the AFC right now, man. The AFC is. But you're saying they're so inconsistent. They're they five and two. Look at their two losses. Could they lose two? No, I'm with you. <laughs> they got bad you. losses, dude. They got bad I losses. I mean, you could say you say the same thing about the Titans. Titans lost friggin' Jets. But I, but, I, I'm not I'm not praising them. That's you praising the Titans, because because right now you know what you know who, what the number one thing that the Titans need to worry about the fact that Ryan Tannehill it has to carry them for a playoff run. <laughs> Ryan and Tannehill, you keep, you the keep, guy, the guy who won playoff games with a total of eighty-seven passing yards, now has to lead your football team. You keep, you keep talking, you keep, uh, you know, lowering down the Chiefs. They don't have a playoff spot right now, man. But yeah, they don't have a playoff spot right now. But other than if the Chiefs get a wild card, like going to Tennessee wild card weekend, going to going to Vegas. I mean, have you watched them play lately? Oh, no, God. I have, but I'm saying like if they were to get a playoff spot, they have to get a playoff spot okay. first, and they have to get ahead That's of a, a whole team. lot of gets. That's a whole lot of gets of a team of a team like they have to get ahead of a team like the Chargers. They have to get ahead of a team like the Bengals to even get into to even get into the playoffs. But I'm saying if the Chiefs were to get a little bit hot, I mean, there's you mentioned the AFC is according to you, so. I mean, and, the, and they're part of the reason why it's that. Other than other than Buffalo and maybe Baltimore, it's tough to it's tough to have a ton of confidence in a, a huge amount of confidence in any of the AFC teams. It's like the Raiders are five and two, but I don't. I'm not like oh my gosh, they would definitely beat Kansas the, City on Wild got, Card Weekend. You got them beating the Cowboys. You got the Raiders Cow- beating the Cowboys. I said definitely beat the Chiefs in a playoff situation. I'm you got just, them beating the Cowboys when we when we brought up teams that could beat the Cowboys. You brought them up. Yes, I think they can beat the Cowboys. Okay. The, because, but the, a lot of that has to do with my opinion of the Cowboys. I don't know why you're down. I don't know why you're down on them. I mean, they do things. They do things that win football games. They run the hell out of football. They can stop the run, and they got a they got a lockdown cornerback. And Dicks. 
again, we keep talking about this. We we we've gone we've gone a really long time. Maybe another time we'll get into this. We'll further get into this running the football thing. But oh uh, yeah, yeah. You keep you keep bringing up you keep bringing up facts that are just not that. Are, I mean, oh, actually, actually, I mean, you I, keep talking. You keep talking about Arizona, and Arizona has a be- better rushing attack than all of those NFC teams other than the Cowboys. Okay, right you 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 brought you brought that up, and I'm I'm telling you again. There are teams that don't have to prove that they can win running the football. The Bucs already did that. They could be the Bucs could be 30th in rushing in the NFL right now. You know what I know? They had a playoff run running the football. And and they did it last Every year. season's different, man. Really? Not with the Bucs, it isn't. They brought everyone back, the same team back. And because of that. You know what they could do? Have that same playoff run, running the football. Because as I mentioned about the Patriots, about their game planning with Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels, Byron Leftwich is doing the same thing with Brady now. He's doing the same thing. What can we take from this, from this defense? What do they do well that we don't want to go up against? So if you can't stop the run, guess what the Bucs are going to do? They're going to run the football. And they'll do it in the playoff run. And the Cowboys will do it too. Okay, you could bring up and tell me the Cardinals have a better running game than the Packers. You know whose running game I would trust more in a playoff game? The Packers running game. And it's not even close. I don't care what those stats tell you. The only reason why those stats are like that is because, again, I told you, Aaron Rodgers does what he has to do to win football games. He's got one 300-yard game this year. He's got his last two games that that he won – he didn't even throw for 200 yards. They run the football when they have to run the football. They've got Dylan. They've got Jones. And you know what they do with those guys? Give them 30 to 35 carries when they have to do it. Teams are proven that they're able to run the football. The Cardinals, who I continuously tell you this, tell you this, I don't care about the Cardinals winning or losing, but I'm telling you, they haven't proven to me, like the other teams I brought up, of the, having the ability to run the football. You can poo-poo the need. I don't to- know what it's gonna, I don't know what it's gonna take for them to prove. I mean, they have a top 10 rushing offense in the NFL. Like what what do they need to show you that, part of that, that they is, can do that? Part of that is because of the, the running quarterback that they have. And I know he's running less than he ran last year, and that's great, fantastic. But Trey, the way they line up their offense is conducive to having that successful now spread, run the football spread. Teams are going to take that away in the playoffs when they're playing against better football teams. Every team, every team spreads it out, man. Every team in the NFL spreads it out. That is fine. That is fine. But when it comes to a point of having to run but the you're football. But ta- you're talking like every playoff game is 10 to 7. It's not. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not, and I'm not talking that way anyway. I'm telling you when you've got to get down and dirty and bloody, I'm telling you, and I watch it with the Chiefs. You know what the Chiefs do to seal a football game? They still throw it. You can't do that. You can't be successful doing that. Because it's not going to do, it's not going to be something you're able to do against the better teams. The better teams are not going to let you throw the football for four quarters and seal a game with six minutes left 
throwing the football. They can do that against the bad teams in NFL in the regular season, but in the playoffs, you're not going to be able to do that. So again, I'm just telling you, until the Cardinals prove to me that they've got a three-point lead and it's five minutes left and they got the football and they've got five minutes to kill, until they prove to me that they can kill that clock in five minutes, I'm not going to believe them. I know the Packers can do it. I know the Bucks can do it. And I know the Cowboys can do it because they've done it already. That's the difference. And that's why I'm not buying the Cardinals yet. I mean, mm-hmm. have the Cowboy have the Cowboys re- really proved it in meaningful games? I mean, that might that might be a legitimate argument because they haven't actually done it in a playoff game recently. They've done it in the regular season. They haven't done it in a playoff game recently. I'll give you that much. But you know what? I, I mean, I the eye test tells you that they'll probably be able to do it. You want to know why? Because of Pollard and Elliott and that offensive line. And that's, and that, and that's where they'll do it. That's how they'll do it because of their game plan. We will continue to have this new school versus old school. And it's not an old school, through. new school. It ain't even, it ain't even about that. It's it about, is. it's about, no, it's not. It's about one team. It's about one team that you're hung up on. And I'm just telling you, I'm not against it. No, no, no. It's not about one team. You, you are saying that you don't think you don't think that a team can can spread it out late in playoff games. And I disagree with you. I think that a team can milk the clock throwing the football if that's what you're good at. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That's why we'll I said see. we will continue. Mm-hmm. We will continue to you have went, this and you went, as the and you're gonna end up like long. and you're gonna end up like the Saints were, where you throw two incomplete passes and the team doesn't have to call timeouts to stop. The Listen, I, I'm not saying it is the 100 ideal situation, and you still have to run the ball to an extent. I just think you might you put a little bit too much value on it. That's just my opinion. We agree to disagree. Nobody cares. Okay. All right. Well, it doesn't matter what your opinion is. Enjoy your bye week, Bucks fans, whether you're watching the rest of the NFL games, whether you're uh, tuning in and listening to listening to me produce the pre-race show for the NASCAR Cup Series uh, Championship. Plug and stuff, man. Sunday. Just, that's not, uh, that's, that is not a Bucks podcast. That is not SB Nation. We don't want to be plugging no 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 NASCAR. I didn't even tell. I didn't even. I didn't even tell people where they could listen to it. Um, there you go. Follow, there, there you go. Throw, throw in all your. Little, I didn't. All your little stuff. I didn't. There. I I throw in uh, Monday morning extra I'm, point every week. I'm gonna be yeah because it's an SB Nation Bucks Nation podcast. Not your, not not your other gig, man. It's got nothing to do with this podcast. I mean, why am I, why, why, why am I plugging watching watching the NFL on TV on Sunday? That's there's, different. That's what this not podcast is about. Channel. That's that's what this podcast is. This about. podcast is about the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers don't play and, on Sunday, and and, and, it, and it's not about NASCAR and who wins the Cup race and the Cup series I either. I I didn't even mention who's in the who's in the championship for. But didn't you're dying to. <laughs> I'm not. To. <laughs> I'm not. By the way, uh, you can follow Lynn on t- you can follow Lynn on Twitter at Elmar810. You can follow me on Twitter at TD Experience. Uh, follow Bucks Nation on Twitter at Bucks underscore I mean, Nation. You want to plug, you check want out to plug, Bucks? You want to plug the NASCAR out, Hall of Fame down down in Charlotte? You want to plug the NASCAR Hall of Fame? That's actually where South I'll be Boulevard. producing. That's where I'll actually be producing the pre-race show from. <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you must know, there you go. If you must there know, you I mean, by the 
way. Hey, listen, man. If, if anybody out there is is listening to this and you've got because the Panthers and the Patriots, they play at one o'clock. That's about the same time I need to be at the Hall of Fame. If you've got traffic tips getting into uptown when the when the Panthers play, let me let, let me know. Uh check out BucksNation.com. We'll be back. We'll be back next no, week. No, we won't because because Trey's banned. <laughs> we'll be Trey's back next banned. week to preview the game against the, the dynamic duo team. is gonna be unique. It's gonna be solo. It's gonna be Len Martez and Len Martez only next week. I'll see you guys next week. I know about Trey. I'll be back. Don't worry. See you next week. This has been Downey Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast.